This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. We are living in a time where our future is uncertain, which means youth voice is as important as ever. Kia ora. Join me, Leo, on Operation Rakatahi on ORFM's Youth Zone, 105.4 FM, 1575 AM or online at oar.org.nz or download the Youth Zone app on Google Play or the Apple App Store. Kia ora and welcome back to Operation Rakatahi with Leo and Faye. So you guys will be all listening in and we're actually talking to you from the start of December. You'll be all listening at the end of December. It's a pre-record so mm-hmm. you know we're all getting prepared and actually fun fact this will technically be well technically due to air, t- air date the one episode a few weeks ago was Faye's first show but this is Faye's first in-studio episode because we're recording this an hour before we jump in the live studio for Faye's first show. So that's all a bit complicated, but it all works. And so for your perception, she's been around for about a month. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I've always been here. Yeah. So, you know, um, but because hope everyone had a good Christmas. Sounds how it feels very odd to say, but um, talking from the 1st of December, but, you know, that's what it is. And so I hope you had a good Christmas, Faye. I would ask you questions about how it went, but can't really answer that yet, unless you want to make up this whole fantasy Christmas for me. So I got 11 ponies for Christmas, like 12 Ferraris. It was crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So, you know, what were your highlights of the year? Um... Probably moving out, actually. It was pretty exciting. Mm. I learned a lot from moving out. Um, eventually, it will be rats, if I can get them before the end of the year. Oh, okay. I thought you thought... I was, like, very confused. Just rats dropped in there. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Just dropped I was like, off. yeah. So, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you? What's your highlight? My highlight? I don't know, just getting through the year, having a good time, getting a B average for my first year of uni, which was Ooh. a pretty accomplishment, which didn't expect, happened. I was like, oh, school, I'll take that. <laughs> I was like, oh, if I got a scholarship, I'd be able to keep it for next year. Oh, well, I didn't get one, so <laughs> I don't get a scholarship to keep because of that average. Um, Slightly disappointing. <laughs> but, you know, uh, so, I don't know. Um, yeah, pretty good. There might have been something that happened the last month that neither of us know about yet. Nope. It could have been something really But us awesome. sitting at home, listening to this when it goes out, probably will. Yeah. But, like, the rats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you guys know whether or not I get the rats or not. Yeah. So, what are your hopes for next year, Faye? Um, no more COVID. I'm sick uh-huh. of it. I'm done with it. It's probably yeah. not likely. Not likely, but, you know, I would throw in some opinions on that, but I probably don't want to hold myself to them because the landscape of COVID will be completely different in a month's time. So exactly. I'll keep my mouth shut just in case it gets me into hot water because everyone will think I'm saying that on the 29th of December. No, I'm not. I'm saying it well early, but mm-hmm. I'll keep my mouth shut on those. <laughs> Because I don't know what's going to happen in a month's time. Because remember, 
when we all went into lockdown in August, everyone was taking it free willy style. Didn't really care. No, that wasn't the analogy I meant. I meant it like the the orca in yeah, the movie, yeah. not the other one. But <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the thing is, like, it could happen like next week too. Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying about like we found out the day of the world had changed again in August. Like, so who knows what's happening at at four p.m. tonight when a press conference happens or six p.m. or whenever they choose to have these press conferences, like. The world seems to be quite advancing. Um, slowly. Slowly, yeah. <laughs> so this week we'll be talking about postmodern families. And yes, I did talk about this with Esther when Esther was co-host a long time ago. It was one of our early shows, maybe. I don't know whether it was back when we only did half our shows, but... It could have been one of the hour ones, but it was around the time the change happened between half an hour to an hour. So back in year 12, back in 2019, very, it feels like a long time ago now, even though it was only two years ago. <laughs> but it feels like a long time. Like, I feel like I've changed a lot in that time. And this show's definitely changed a lot. Yeah, you got a clown on here now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, you had just me for a long time. So, you know, and Esther's off doing what Esther's doing so and she enjoyed it here and moved on and yeah so okay this week we'll be talking about postmodern families like I said I'm going to go into it a bit more detail we're also going to bring in Faye's experiences of it my opinions on it have slightly evolved and well they're pretty much similar but like I've grown as a person myself and my outlook on it all has changed quite a bit so I don't know like we'll be into it but first um, we'll be doing our protest activist song for the week and this week I've done quite a lot of weeks of quite modern songs and I thought I'd change it up and I was like I don't know if people have heard this song it's very old timey it is it won't like I thought we should change it up because I thought chucking an old song it is from the 19... 19- 50s or 60s can't remember the date to be completely honest with you mm-hmm. but we'll be listening to Sam Cooke's uh, A Change Is Gonna Come and I just thought I was listening to the lyrics and I went this is still really relevant for the 50s slash 60s and so we can put that in we'll, we'll you'll hear it we, we're not hearing it today when we're recording this but you guys will hear it right now hope you enjoy My driver's license last week Just like we always talked about Cause you were so excited for me To finally drive up to your house But today I drove through the suburbs Crying cause you weren't around And you're probably with that blonde girl Who always made me doubt She's so much older than me She's everything I'm insecure about Yet today I drove through the suburbs Cause how could I ever love someone else? And I know we weren't perfect But I've never 
Tripping on sky, sipping waterfalls. My youth, my youth is yours. Run away now and forever. My youth, my youth is yours. The truth so loud you can't ignore. My youth, my youth, my youth, my youth is yours. Start a garden in my backyard. I'm 
gonna start a garden in my backyard Cause making this song up is just as hard Cause making this song up is just as hard Kia ora and welcome back to Operation Rakatahi with Leo and Faye. So, I nearly forgot the Faye bit there, but, you know, <gasps> we'll get used to it. Well, it's the first time in a while. Um, well, you'll be hearing it week on week, but for us it's still getting used to... Well, it's kind of a habit just to say the welcome back line, but, you know. It's not all about you this time, <laughs> Leo. I'm here too. <laughs> so... Uh, let's get on with the show. So, for those who are listening and for those who aren't up to the play, well, didn't mean that that wasn't a read. I was being, I was trying to be funny, but it didn't work. Um, <laughs> uh, but postmodern families are, are an, any sort of family that doesn't fit the stereotypical nuclear family mold. And for those who don't know, a nuclear family is. The typical, typ- it's not typical, um, stereotypical. Well, that's a bit of a cut down of that word. It makes it easier to say stippical. But no one's going to know what I'm on about if I use that. But made up a new word on the spot, made it easier. Like all these. <laughs> right. For those who don't know, <laughs> nuclear families are the stereotypical idea of a family that is very patriarchal and it's very entrenched in its thoughts and it it's kind of when you watch movies and TVs they are what you expect and it's but nowadays like families are evolving and those nuclear families are stereotypically a family that consists of a mum and dad and kids usually two or three and you've at least got one male one female um child and so that's what you consider the nuclear family but families nowadays not quite so much like you can have a whole range of things you can have families that could look like the the nuclear family mold but not everyone's related to each other there could be adoption in there there could be non-biological parents in there some people like to use the word step and when talking about that but it's not always what every family uses but that's just lingo that some people use but You've also got single parent households. You've also got parents that aren't um, the stereotypical male female appearance. You may have two mums. You may have two dads, and it's just anything that doesn't fit that. Or you can also have families that aren't. You're not also being raised by your parent. You could be raised by auntie and uncle. You could be raised by a grandparent. Like the list goes on. It could be some any number of person from your family. Could even be a godparent or a friend of a parent, or, like, anything that doesn't fit the norm. or I don't like that term, but that's what the patriarchy has given us, that that is the norm of a family. And, yes, that's not the most perfect way of looking at the world, but, honestly, when I talk to... I don't know if you found the same thing. I 
people talk about it being the norm, but when I talk to me, when I take my own experience into account and talk to all my friends, it's not necessarily the norm. Maybe the majority of them don't fit that norm in that exact roundabout way of a nuclear family. And it makes it super important. And it doesn't mean it's good or bad that you mm-hmm. don't fit that. It just how the cards you got dealt. And you can it can be good or bad in whatever situation, and it doesn't matter. Yes, it doesn't fit the archetypal patriarchal desires of what people expect is good in quotation marks. It doesn't quite work like that. And the world is so complex. And... I think that sums up why we're talking about it again. Yeah. Um, how do you think they affect our generation as a whole, Faye? Well, I mean, nowadays I think it's a lot more common to find like people's parents who have split or different types mm. of families. So it's become, for me at least, in my experience of like seeing it around the world, it's become more like socially acceptable, but that doesn't mean that it's easier at the same time. You know? Yeah. Well, like, truly. Although it is normal, and you know, if someone sees like a single mum or two mums, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah. The government and other like people who offer financial support don't really see it as that way still. Mm. From my experience. What sort of financial disadvantages have you seen in those circumstances? Well, specifically for me, I have to, like, every time I go to a benefit or something, I have to explain, like, my relationship with my parents Mm. and then talk about, like, sometimes they ask me weird questions, like, why they split up and stuff, and that'll depend how much I get paid for some reason. Mm. Like, yeah, it's a bit strange. A bit strange. Yeah. What sort of splitting up do they see as... Uh, higher in their hierarchy of expenditure. Well, if I had like a relationship with both of them, yeah, then like potentially like I wouldn't get paid as much. Yeah, but because I only have a relationship with one parent, they have to check whether or not she's supporting me, like mm. financially and such. I think that's kind of weird that I have to explain my situation to. Yeah. Freaking wins or study link. Well, it's not really their business, but. No, well, get out it, of my business. Well, 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 they're giving you money. They've made it their business. So, mm, I don't know. Is what it is. But that. Also, if one. That's what the world is given out cards to. And yeah. the patriarchy's given out cards to. What uh, were you saying? One of, with one parent trying to financially support, like, a whole family, that's really difficult mm. as well. Like, yeah. You get less opportunities. If you have one parent, mm. you know, yeah, there's good embeds to it. Yeah, well, I'm making it sound like it's really crummy right now, but it's not. But actually, you can have more love with just one parent than both combined. Like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Like, it can vary from situation to situation, but yes, there is less. Well, there's less resources and less. Uh, there's one less person so it kind of puts more work on one parent and it means and it can also change depending on how many siblings you've got too like that can also impact it because there is a lot more privilege in having less siblings rather than more due to financially but the more you have the more people you know and more 
family you have. So it's like up and down. But I would definitely say it's kind of given me real world perspective where I otherwise wouldn't have because like I don't know like I've experienced a whole raft of things like I grew up with well when I was a baby it was a very nuclear household but then when I was a toddler my my mum and my biological father broke up and it changed it a bit and I had a single mum for a long time and it was just me and my mum and my sister for a long time then my mum found my dad and then they got together but if you looked at my family now you would think oh that's just a nuclear family but it quite isn't and I've got half brothers half sisters that aren't in my direct family my dad isn't my father and there's a difference between that because mother and father is the title I don't know if you'd agree with this but Mm. for me mother and father is the title you get for being pretty much this eagle sperm donor in the yeah, um, yeah. creation of you um, but mum and dad is something you earn for sticking around and being around and actually being a mum or your dad Yeah. so like when I refer to my parents I always refer to my dad and my father because they're not the same person and my father did not earn that title so it it's different and like it's different for lots of other people and I, my mum is my mother so like because she also earned the title of mum and stuck around and was there. Mm. And I don't know if you would have the same opinion on term differentiations, but that is what it is, and I've had to classify that in a way because step doesn't quite work because it's removing someone and making them feel, making them seem less than or more than, or when you have, it, it, it makes it classified and... It doesn't really matter to your parents at the end of the day. And yeah, what were you going to say? Usually I just call like my father, as you say, just by his name because I don't uh, don't really have a relationship with him. Mm, yeah. Well, I don't have a relationship with mine either. I haven't seen mine since I was seven. So <laughs> I get what you mean. And more often than not, I would refer to him when I'm talking to my mum about him. I would refer to him by his name. Mm. But when I classify it, that's the classification I would use. So that makes sense. And Yeah. Do you think it's given you... Yes, it may not be the greatest outcome that could have happened, but do you think it's given you real-world knowledge in handling the world? Because I found for myself and lots of other people, it's kind of opened their world up a bit more and they're a bit more perceptive about lots of social issues even if it doesn't directly affect them yeah yeah i'd say so um how so i don't know i've just been given a lot more responsibility as like someone trying to help my mom throughout most Mm. of that period um it has kind of like opened my eyes up to like actual issues that you kind of come across that i would have never seen like if i had two parents Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's given me some perspective, I'd say, due yeah. to responsibility. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> truly. How is it, how do you feel it's changed you as a person? Like, do you think you'd be the same person if your parents stuck together and were together your entire childhood? No. Because I don't think I would myself, like, 
that's kind of a pivotal part of me growing up. I don't, how was it for you? Well, when my dad like left my life, I mm. initially saw it as a bad thing. But... Well, there's disappointment that comes with that because you expect that person to be an adult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so when he left, I thought that was like, oh, God, my family's going to fall apart, like going to go homeless mm. or something. How old were you when this happened? I was about 13 when they first broke up. And oh, then yeah. I was 16 when they mm. broke up the second time. Yeah. So um, the first time it happened, I thought it was the end of the world. But then I eventually realized that it wasn't so bad, that we could like mm. cope with this. And then the last time it happened, I had a lot more like support yeah. and opportunity to grow and be more creative. Yeah. Because being stuck in a household at least for me, where there's, like, one person trying to control the whole thing. You you have no, like, creativity to escape to when you're in that situation. Mm. And that's what I realised the second time it happened, is that I couldn't be creative anymore. I had to yeah. try and fit into a box that I wasn't in, you know? Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Well and truly. And I definitely think that even with any of our own stories... There is difference, even though there's our, our stories have quite a lot of overlap. But it is very different for both of us because it happened for me quite a lot younger than it did for you. And yeah, uh, it, it happened in my formative childhood years, but it happened for you in your formative teen years. Like yeah, and even in that, each person's reaction to it due to age would be different. And like, because I was four. When my it was, I was just, It was not long before I was going to start school that my parents they broke up when I was eighteen months old first time, and then they got and then it was just me and my mum when I was a toddler. Then they got back together. Then they had my sister, and then I was about just before starting school when I was just before, I was four, nearly five, and then it was just me and my mum and my sister for years and years and years. And then my 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 dad came into the picture and. He's been around ever since, and he earned that title. And I would have been five, maybe six, when they got together. They were, and they started being serious when I was about six. And then, but my father was still around in my life for years and years and years. And it was when I was seven, he just took off and left one day. Never saw him again. And so I, yeah, but he was really inconsistent before that. So like, I don't know. And there is a lot more I could go into, but it is what it is and it can it was different at that time because it was odd like and I when he left it didn't really feel much of a change because I already got used to I got used to it of him letting me down and not actually turning up like he'd I'll go into details, but there was a lot of not turning up for things or saying he'd pick me up from school and I'd be still at school at 4.30 after school waiting for him and my mum getting a call from the school saying, your son is still here, can you come and pick him up? And so mum picking me up at 4.30 after school when he was supposed to be. Yeah. Like, that happened quite a lot or he would not pick me up from, and like for years, and me or my sister for years and years and years and... I don't know. My story was very interesting because even my half-siblings who are older than me, 
they had some similar but similar stories but they they had their own different stories and there was overlaps but we also had almost a annoyance at him and him letting us all down for years and years and years and that kind of and their story that happened to them around that is different to mine even though it was inflicted by the same person so you know that is what it is and I won't go into their stories because those are their stories but like it just shows how complex it can be Mm. and it can be very different for like me and you it's very different and like even though on paper it would sound similar yeah like if you just said oh parent left inconsistent parent solo parent for a while like on paper that would look it but actually age isn't a big thing who the people are in the situation is a big thing what they do like the list goes on and it's really hard to intersect that and like I don't know did you want to add anything um I kind of rambled on a bit at the end there no it's okay I all I have to say about it is due to it being my mum and my three other siblings it mm. actually made us like there, there was a lot of things that were really hard and there's a lot of things that we all had to overcome and all that yeah but it actually weirdly made at least for me and my siblings very close you know yeah like we all have become like very we've always been really close but I think it's made us even more closer than we were before yeah like we contact each other regularly like they're basically like my best friends yeah that sounds sad but it's not sad (laughs) yeah i i would i would feel i got close with my sister through that but the problem is she doesn't remember any of it she was so young yeah and so she only really really remembers what me or my mum have said or looking through photo albums like she remembers through photo albums but like I don't know like I can't like I can talk to my oldest half siblings about it but their story is different so like even though mine and my sister's story is the same she doesn't remember it because she's nearly three years younger than me like she was a toddler when he left and then she was four when she last saw him so like when I was seven so like I was in that time where you remember everything like yeah. you know four or five is some of your earliest memories even younger than that three-ish some of your earliest memories and then pretty much as the years go on they get more solider but I it all happened in that time where my memories were all solid but for her it happened in the time where her memories were just the childhood memories you don't remember them they're like yeah. under five you don't remember any, you, there's, and if you do towards the end they're very patchy Yeah. so like and she just doesn't remember, so it's really interesting. My and younger siblings deal with the same thing, mm. too. Like, they they don't remember, like, some of the soft stories that my mum has to say sometimes. Mm. And, like, although they can't relate to, like, the past as much, they still relate to things that had happened to us in the present and all that. Yeah. The hardships that we all went through and such. So mm. I think that's what's made us closer Especially the freaking shout out to my mum for driving me and my siblings all the way out into the woods, making us get big old bags of pine cones 
and then like making us walk all the way back down the track with like heavy bags of pine cones only to go back up and get some more for freaking firewood when she knew that she could just buy them for cheap <laughs> the whole time. Oh well, family outing. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to get out. <laughs> Your legs sore, is that why you're complaining? Yes. <laughs> Was this yesterday or years ago? This was years ago. She oh, okay. stopped when she realised she could just buy them the whole time. Oh, she didn't know. No. <laughs> she thought they were too expensive. But they went, they're just, like, they're just cheap. Oh, my God. She could just afford them. She still made us. Yeah. Um, oh, well. You know the spots to get pine cones then. Yeah, but I'm not going there ever again. <laughs> it's like trauma. <laughs> yeah. It was traumatic for me as a fat, chubby kid. Yeah, Basically. we used to go, you know the golf course up in um, Corsifine? We used to get pine cones because there used to be these big pine trees in the golf course. We'd just sneak onto the golf course and take them. And then they chopped all down the golf <laughs> They chopped them all down so we didn't... Okay, we talk about pine cones. Why yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they chopped down those trees and we don't have a fireplace in our house that we live in now so we don't need them. Uh-huh. But like, it was when we still lived at our old house with a fireplace, now we don't need if we needed pine cones you can't go up there now they chopped all the trees down <laughs> but you know it is what it is but yeah pine cones pine cones yeah don't do it to your so <laughs> um, yeah we're gonna go to a quick song break for like we'll go for one song and then we'll be right back
sunflower. How you doing? What's it like out there? It's kind of lonely here. Are you missing me yet? Hey, my sunflower. It's nearly been a month. You were so pretty then. Was such a pity when you had to go on your way. Hey, my sunflower. All the things we've been through. Oh, my sunflower. I won't forget anytime soon. Sunflower, you are my sunflower. My sunflower, you are my sunflower. Hey, my sunflowers, how you doing? Are the stars nearby? Are there birds passing by? Up where you are, hey, my sunflowers. It's not the same without you. I can't look down and see you waving in the breeze. And amongst all the flowers, hey, my sunflower. All the things we've been through. Oh, my sunflower, I won't forget anytime soon. Sunflower, you are my sunflower. My sunflower.
And welcome back to Operation Rakatahi with Leon Fay. You um, almost forgot about me for a second. <laughs> no, I put, the, uh, I put the suspense in it to make you think. But I was on to it today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how do you think that it's given our generation resiliency with growing up with in the world of postmodern families being more prolific? Hmm. That's a tough one. I'm not actually too sure. I think it's just more common. More common? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that that I know that have, like, split parents now. Yeah. Or, or like, a relationship with one or two. Hmm. I know back when I was, like, little, I had a friend with two mums. Yeah. And they used to get a lot of judgment, so they'd, like, left our Hmm. primary school. Because... A lot of parents would like look at them and be like, eh. and even my mum would kind of like be like, oh, that's kind of weird, but I'm not, I don't really have a problem with it. Like mm. they're just being them. Yeah, but nowadays mm. it's just normal. Yeah, I honestly think 
especially with not all postmodern families are hardships. Like our 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 postmodern family life that we've grown up with is only one type of it, and even within it, it's two different types because it happened at two different ages, and there's two different stories within it. But also, I feel like it's given I don't know about you, but it's given me a bit of resiliency yeah. having hardship young in life has almost prepared me that I'm almost a bit more nowadays I'm just like when something something bad happens I'm like when something's really really bad it affects me but if it's something minor it doesn't really yeah do anything I'm like oh yeah that's what it is oh well next yeah uh, like it's just given me resiliency where I otherwise wouldn't have and I feel like if I just had a pretty safe childhood mm. without major events that was fitting to the patriarchal societal norm of what is considered normal. Yeah. I don't know if I would have had that same resilience in that way. I don't know. I Do mean, you feel the same? I feel like it's given me a lot more independence. Yeah. Because I don't really, like, have support. Well, I do have... Th- I have support. I just don't have financial support anymore from my parents. So if if I, like, if something, like, if there was a meteor that crashed into my flat and it created a big hole in the wall, then I wouldn't be able to call my mum and be like, I need help. I need money for this. Like, I'd have to uh, probably duct tape it or something. I feel like if a meteor happened, I feel like your landlord would make an exception if a media landed in your house. Well, I would hope Maybe if so. you could find the media to prove it, but if you couldn't, I'd probably just think you punched a hole in the roof and the floor. But With my big fist. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you could find the media to prove it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But point being, like, yeah. if something devastating happened to me, like, yeah. I have to support myself in that situation. Yeah. Well, not, not, not devastating. <laughs> like, if I just needed, like, two cents or something... Yeah. Then I'd have to find two cents. Yeah. Mm. Just kind of like and not that. everyone gets a Charlie Bucket story where they find a f- gold coin in the gutter and then they go buy a chocolate bar. They win a free tour of a chocolate factory that no one allows to go to. Why and then he wins buy? the chocolate factory. Like, he wins an entire empire for finding a gold coin in the gutter have and you- going to buy a chocolate bar with it. Not have- everyone's that lucky. Have you watched Squid Game? No, I tried watching Aww. the first episode. I kind of got bored, so I stopped watching it. I only so watched you, the first ten minutes. You know, 10 minutes. you get the idea of Squid Game, though. No, I literally got oh. through the bit where they're all <laughs> fighting in the shop, and then there was an explosion that happened, and then I was like, "Oh, this is boring." If I want an explosion, I'd watch Wipeout. Or I was gonna make. Oh, I just flick the channel. I'm like, I don't know. I was gonna make a joke about um, what if Willy Wonka created Squid Game like ooh oh. conspiracy but I guess that's only I'm not even sure if the people <laughs> who watch Squid Game would get that joke either it's just something I would find funny yeah yeah I just got to the shop and you know it blew up and I went oh yeah <laughs> it didn't hook me enough you gotta really hook me in the first five minutes Oh, you've really got to hook me in the first... F- oh, yeah, four minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. You've got to really hook me in the start of a show for me to 
want to continue. Because mm. if it doesn't start off great, I'm like, well, where is it going to go? Yeah. Unless it's a show I'm already invested in, mm. that's okay. If like a fifth season in the first few episodes, I'm like, eh, I'll see where it goes. But yeah, if it's a first season, I'm like, if you don't hook me. Yeah, I should stop talking. We're running out of time. So <laughs> I got a stalk. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you all enjoyed that, you can always do your own research and tune in next week or in two weeks' time. That'll be in 2020. So this is the last show of 2021. Ooh. We've still got like three more to do, but you know that's that that's what podcasting life is like mm. around Christmas time, New Year time that's what happens but you know this will be the last one that goes to ear and I hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you all in 2022. Oh but first I've got some things I have to tell you contact 1737 for support from a trained counsellor I always include this in the show so you know where to go download the Usone app on the Apple App Store or Google Play to listen to these podcasts if you miss them or and also there's exclusive video content there's only one video on there but it's worth the watch it's a pretty good watch um well one video for our show there's videos for other shows on there but um <laughs> visit our Instagram page at operation.rakatahi or and give us a follow if you want to come on the show as a guest or you want have any issues you want spoken about on the air, flick us an email at operation.rangatahi at gmail.com. Yeah. Ka anō. Bye-bye. See you in 2022. We are living in a time where our future is uncertain, which means youth voice is as important as ever. Kia ora. join me, Leo, on Operation Rakatahi on ORFM's Youth Zone, 105.4 FM, 1575 AM or online at oar.org.nz or download the Youth Zone app on Google Play or the Apple App Store. I'm on the air every second Tuesday at 4pm. <laughs>